Hello, hello, everyone. Yes, we are still alive. This is I'm still alive. This is George Ryan Video Games monthly video games pot eh, monthly in quotes. In quotes. Uh, That's the idea when we form this. Yes. Monthly. This is George Ryan Video Games, and before we go into the usual spiel, hello, hi, how are you, listener? It has been a hot minute since we've done this. Life has been a thing. Yes. Ryan is going through some health stuff. Yeah. I, well, we both at school. Ryan's graduating, yeah, too. So that's, that's a whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, sorry we've missed episodes. Um, you know, video games kept on going, but we had to do something. It's a good thing that they just stopped video games <laughs> for a good few months there. Yeah. Gave us t- gave me time to recover from No one surgery. needs video games during the holiday season no. anyways. Like, they're all busy this... putting up trees and drinking LaCroix. Delicious. Oh, delicious God LaCroix. fucking damn it. I went to a thing where everyone drank LaCroix, and I don't understand. Oh, we went through seven... Bo- seven to ten boxes of LaCroix. It's insane. Was that your Thanksgiving? Yeah, that was at the oh, thing I went. Well, not Thanksgiving thing, but the Maryland thing. Okay. Anyways. Oh, okay. This is George Ryan Video Games, a monthly video games podcast where we talk about the games and games news of the month prior. Uh, mostly what was significant, but we're not going to really touch on that much news. Because uh, we missed a lot. Because we missed a lot, and who cares at this point? Like, what? the year's almost over. Like, it's... Who cares? The next big announcement thing is PSX, and that's at the end of the year. Yeah, and that's not even going to be that big, according to Sony. Well, at least... People who who know people at Sony. Sources say it's not going to be big. I heard one thing. There might be one big thing. but Yeah, I heard one big thing. I can't remember what it was, yeah. though. But anyways, yes. For, not for the main thing we're going to talk about is the Game Awards. Then we're talking about what we've played and then what we're looking forward to next month, like we usually do. Uh, but as you said, Ryan, yes. Uh, so, like, Patrick Klepek and uh, Jason Schreier, big, probably the biggest games reporters out right now, they said that, like, it seems like Paris Games Week, which happened while we were gone, was uh, going to be the biggest event left. And then PSX is still happening, mm-hmm. but it's going to be very more tepid and mild, mm-hmm. um, which I'm fine. I kind of appreciate the smaller stuff. I like the Knack 2 announcements. and I, al- I always miss PSX, so I never really... Yeah, you do. I'll, I'll probably Last year was pretty year. fucking big, actually. Last year I'll was. probably have time this year. But yes, so we're going to talk about the Game Awards 2017 because they should be happening by the time this goes up. Uh, this will probably go up before, right, right, at, right before, actually. So we're going to go down through the categories and nominations here, uh, at least what's significant. Like the games we care about. We're going to theorize and come up with some great yeah, ideas. Yeah, will win? Get will Ryan win another PSVR? I don't know. May, no, this year I'm shooting for uh, Xbox One X. Yeah, you're right. Ryan bought a 4K TV I, and without I HDR. Don't... I have no more money left, and I wasn't really reading the description of the TV. <laughs> well, whatever. Anyways, Game Awards, the Keeleys, as I like to call them, they're happening. Uh, we have a lot of categories here. We're going to war- work our way through some of the smaller stuff before we get to Game of the Year. Uh, and we'll give our hot takes here. So the, f- the first category I got here, Ryan, okay. is Best Narrative. Okay. And for Best Narrative, we have nominated Hellblade, Sasuna Sacrifice. Uh, written by Tamim Anasita. Well, Hellblade is the the folk Ninja Theory, not an American studio. Uh, I'm not even going to pronounce their names, but Hellblade's nominated. Mm-hmm. Hellblade, a game I still need to play. Do you know much about Hellblade, Ryan? Not a much. Not a much. Sort of su- surprise hit. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Ninja Theory. They made a uh, DMC, the remake, uh, oh, yeah. and Heavenly Sword, and they also worked on Disney Infinity 3.0. And they've they've oh. been yeah, that was the kind of the weird. You think that was the thing that was funding them while they were working on Hellblade? Probably. Uh, they did. Or the le- maybe not, because it felt like Disney really like 
Well, 3.0 was the one when they came in and they did all the lightsaber stuff and the combat okay, for that game. Okay. If I remember correctly. That makes sense. Which was so cool about Hell, which was the best thing about Disney Infinity at the time. Was like they actually went to developers who knew how to make that mm-hmm. thing of a game. Um, but yeah, Hellblade. I was worried with Hellblade because they had. They, it seemed like they were working on this big, ambitious thing that was going to cost a lot of money, that that game was going to go nowhere, and people mm-hmm. really liked it. Apparently, it sold 1.5 million units. Cool. So that's good. I still need to play it. Uh, apparently, it, touches, it does uh, well by. Uh, uh, schizophrenia. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, so I'll get that to at some point. Uh, best narrative also nominated Horizon Zero Dawn. Haven't played that yet. Near Automata. Here we go. Listen. Okay. There, Near Automata is missing from some of these categories. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that. But does Near Automata have the best narrative? Well, I'm gonna keep going through all these okay. categories and we'll find out. What remains of Edith Finch? Uh, that's by Giant Sparrow. I've been meaning to play that. And Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. I have not played any of these games. So, this you've category played, is played stacked. one or two. I right? have played all except Hellblade. Oh, really? Yes. So, this is Damn. stacked. So, normally, well, and Horizon Zero Dawn, because I'm not interested in it, but I have it now, thanks to the wonderful University of Nebraska at Omaha <laughs> library. Uh, but also, it's like an open world game. You know, that takes, yeah, a, I was like, that I takes play, a while. I could play Yakuza 0 instead, but I have it. I don't have to spend any more money on it, so... That's another game I'd mean to pick. Like, I really Should want, I, I, really should I pick up Yakuza 0 for Christmas, or should I wait for Yakuza 6 in January or February? Play, yeah, I think you should play 0. Yakuza Kiwami is like $15 right now, but you should That's play true. 0 first, probably. Okay. Um, but yes, I've heard so, very good things about Yakuza 6's combat, because it's out in Japan already. I, yes, I'm glad Yakuza has found a, a fucking niche. Like, it, it's hit. Those are games that I love watching that I've never been able to play. Yeah. And now that I've... The localization is so fucking good for those games. It's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, this is a... St- so normally, George would just say Nier Automata. Game of the year. Everyone knows this. Best video game of all time. Uh, this is a fucking stacked list. Uh, Wolfenstein, Waterman's Vita Finch, uh, and Nier. All great storylines. Wolfenstein, the best thing about it is that narrative. I, I think it is... The best, one of the best narratives in a shooter. Edith Finch is all about the narrative, though, right? And it's also really good. So Edith Finch, I don't think I've ever talked about the podcast. Uh, I know people who really loved it a lot and told mm. me to play it, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I hate, again, I'm Gone Home, one of my favorite games of all time. So when I say Walking Simulator, I don't mean it as a derivative or, or to be uh, diminutive. Mm-hmm. Um... So, but I, I was like, I don't know if I, it doesn't seem special. I don't know if I need to play it. And then I played it. Warman's Vita Finch is a really fucking good video game, man. Um, so, yeah, this one's not that, this one's hard. Um, I feel, I'm trying to remember, like, I think you... I would give it to Wolfenstein. Really? Because I don't know how many awards Wolfenstein's going to win. And I think Wolfenstein's campaign is phenomenal. The writing is fantastic. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Edith Finch just because that's, that's what like, you're feeling. You got... I'm feeling that, and also I feel like for a category like this, they might lean more towards the one that's more focused on that's that true. aspect of it. That's true. I also haven't played any of them, so you know, that's who knows? Our next category, sort of a smaller character. I don't think they're gonna give time on stage because you know with these awards, they give time on stage for some of the game awards, and the and rest. That's like, like, he's well, like, well, hey, that was guys, Hydrobot right here. Really he's really like saying the best 3DS game is. <laughs> Pokemon, all right, move it on. And so this is probably going to be one of those categories. Uh, Best VR slash AR game, of course, for those uninformed, VR stands for virtual reality and augmented reality. Uh, Farpoint, developed by Impulse Gear. Lone Echo, developed by Ready at Dawn. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, developed by Capcom. Star Trek Bridge Crew, developed by Redstone Ubisoft. And Super Hot VR, developed by Super Hot Team. The thing with... I'm not <clears throat> feeling strong about any of this. Okay, so here's the thing. Super I, Hot I, VR I, came out last year. 
Yeah. Oh, but it came out late last year. That's probably why it's on this list. Yeah. So, Resident Evil 7, you did not enjoy the VR in that no, game. No, the VR in that game is real bad. It's real janky, and it takes you out of the game. And Farpoint really is just kind of a, sh- a shooter, like a sort of like a like a funhouse shooter. But it has the cool gun. It, it does. And they let it try in, for sure, that studio. But, um, I don't know. Lone Echo, I have heard nothing but great things about. Mm-hmm. Uh, made by Ready to Dawn, who made The Order 1886. Uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew. The idea, from what I've seen, people play that game. It's a great stream game if you can somehow figure it out. Yeah. Giant Bomb got all the like six VRs in one room oh and got cameras to switch up, and it was wonderful. It was it's awesome. It's it's really cool. But again, you need all your friends to have VR headsets and all your friends to have Star Trek as well. I only saw one video of uh, Let's Pray like playing it and they were playing it online. Yeah, it's and no fun. one else knew what to do. That's another thing. Like if you're depending on what the ones you have to know what button to press to yeah. take off and all that stuff. They yeah. played like the modern version and then they played the like old school version and all the buttons just like freaked off all yeah. now just cuz like I I also love about that old school sci-fi was like just a thousand buttons and none of them are labeled. Right. So it's like <laughs> here's this okay. little knob thing, yeah. Uh, and Super Hot VR, which I have heard nothing but good things about Super Hot, and I haven't played it yet. I have, I think Super Hot is actually, I, I, Super Hot's not fair because Super Hot came out early, and I think Super Hot is probably the best VR game. Period. I feel that way too. From yeah. what I've heard, um, it's so also I'm, just stylized and like fun, and like yeah. all these other. It's ones the most feel. like imaginative yeah. and exciting of all these games. These other ones are just like VR. Let's shoot a gun or yeah, let's yeah. zombie. Super spooky, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling Super Hot on that. Anyways, moving on, we got best score slash music, and of course there are two music sound categories uh, this year, and that's probably for the best. Uh, so best score slash music, we have Cuphead, scored by Christopher Madigan, Destiny 2, scored by Michael Salvatore, Sky Lewin, and C. Paul Johnson, Near Automata, scored by Kichi Okabe and Kigo Hosashi, Persona 5, scored by the wonderful Shoji Meguro. Super Mario Odyssey, scored by Naoto Kubo, Shiho Fuji, and Koji Kondo. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, scored by Manaka Katoka and Yasuaki Iwata. Whoo, it's a stacked one. Yeah, Again. that's... that's mm. Okay, no, actually, easy. Nier Automata. It oh, is the really? best soundtrack Period. 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 Done. So what we're talking about here, Ryan, is runner-up. So what's the runner-up here? It's... Because it's, so, yeah, it's near. I, I don't, okay, listener, I'll say this. You may have not played near, but you need to trust me when you I definitely tell, have not played When near. I need to tell you that near Automata is one of the best soundtracks in video game history, and if it does not win an award, this medium is completely fucked. <laughs> Done. Okay, anyways. So let's talk about what'll really win. Ryan, tell me about the music in Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey music is very damn Koji good. Kondo. Very damn good. Uh, my only problem with it winning awards is it's all very like nostalgic mm. like it samples a lot I've heard of it does stuff. some really good nostalgic pulls it does a lot like as a I'll talk about when I my experiences playing Mario right. Odyssey later I know that it's weird like there's like stuff you could spoil about those yeah scenes. it's yeah. crazy I love it <laughs> but yeah I mean it has a great score I don't know if it's Legend of Zelda though that's got some fucking listen I'm not the biggest fan of Legend of Zelda yeah. but anytime those fucking keys play I'm like oh, oh fuck me yeah. so good that DLC is supposed to still come out, yeah, right? They said this holiday. All right, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Cuphead, you played some Cuphead. Ryan, I played it's probably some a good Cuphead. time to pl- talk about Cuphead. Yeah, I haven't played much Cuphead. I just played the first uh, few levels with uh, my friend, and it's damn good. Yeah, l- long, like hugely awaited. Sort of yeah, thing. I'm not like a huge like fan of like that style or that 
or even that like music like style yeah the art 50s style is, jazz age it, yeah. sort of thing yeah but like it works very well and it's like it like gets you moving and it like gets you like in it, it really just like puts you in the world where you like feel like you're just watching a cartoon mm-hmm. like an old like a really old Looney Tunes. Like it's really well, at least from that sort of music that from the art style, that it's very upbeat. It's very movie. It's very like a club back in the yeah. day dance swing sort of swing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which like I love swing music. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Destiny Two. It's Destiny. Like it sounds good, but uh, I don't for, think of I don't hear people talk about Destiny's music. It's it's good. Whenever I hear people talk about Destiny, they're like, "But it's good now." The art in Destiny, it's so good. The now, art though. direction in Destiny is phenomenal. I will say that. <laughs> Check out that logo. It bro. is. Fu- oh, well, that's true. Okay. Well, <laughs> but like seriously, Destiny is one of the prettiest games of the year. But Persona Five though. Ah, Persona Five is really good. Persona Five, is, like, <laughs> you can play what you will. Persona Five. Yes, I, I understand it, but that music is really. Did good. Did you finish it, motherfucker? Not yet. God I'm sorry. It. So have you not? Have you not gotten to the boss fight? Of the main guy, have you found out who the main guy is that you're going after? I don't think so, motherfucker. Okay, never I'm mind. Sorry. But like, the music is so good. Like, even though it's like the same like bad battle theme like all the time, it's yes. so good that you don't care. It's not Persona Four levels, but it's really good. By yeah. the way, I have a PlayStation TV now. You can borrow that to play Persona Four if you wanted to. You, when did you get a PlayStation TV? Ah, uh, like a few months ago while you were sick. D- damn it. Well, yeah, we'll talk off camera. Okay, uh, cool. Oh, that's a game I played dang around for three. Well, never. We're gonna so. Runner up here is tough. It is. Wait, what? <laughs> Runner up. Runner up again. Near Automata. Okay, so y- so your pick is Near Automata. Clearly, I have not played it yet. Near Automata. Your I'm pick on- is Near Automata. I gotta tell you right now. <laughs> My pick- and I've also been like trying to like keep myself away from Near Automata stuff. For yeah, we're reaching the precipice. Played. Yesterday, if you're ingrained with video games Twitter as I am, it was fucking all out war about a week <laughs> ago because everyone was debating if it's good that it's horny or not. But anyways. Can't it be both? Oh man, God! Yes. Look, man. Um, it's <sighs> my heart is telling me I Zelda. Say, I want it too, but also Persona is really good. Persona is like this is a heart like I'm gonna throw Mario Odyssey out as much as the soundtrack is like beautiful and like it brings and like that that theme song. Yeah, it's really good. Jump up superstar, it's so good. I think for nostalgia reasons, I'll. Kick it aside. All right, so my pick is is Persona 5 here. I think I'm going to go Zelda. Okay, that's fair. Mostly just because the music in Zelda, like, really, like, puts you, like, in that, like, emotional state. Definitely. Like, like being a child and going on an adventure, Mm. like, an imaginary adventure fighting orcs The the best thing is, like, it's so different from any of the other music in Zelda. Like, it's piano. It's a lot of piano. It's, like, you're just just walking, and then a few keys come in, and and then something happens. And you start crying, like, oh, my God. It's really good. It's It's a phenomenal soundtrack. Um, Like, no matter who wins this, I'm... I'll be fine. Yeah, this is fucking. <laughs> if fucking There's just, probably another if game. Destiny that, Two wins. I think I would be upset. You know, it's a good soundtrack. Fucking yeah, I get Destiny Two wins best soundtrack. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Nine the Woods also had a great soundtrack. I'll it just did. Say. Yeah. It's a fucking great soundtrack. Um, best debut indie game. Cuphead, developed by Studio MDHR. Golf Story, developed by Sidebar Games. Hollow Knight, developed by Team Cherry. Mr. Shifty, developed by Team Shifty. I don't know about that. Slime Rancher, developed by Monomi Park? Yeah. Ryan, you played some Golf Story. I love the shit out of Golf Story. I, I know a few people who want to put it on the Game of the Year list. It's definitely on my It's so <laughs> good. Like, I, I'm not, like, a sports person. I really don't like sporting games. But, like, there's something about those, like, cutesy, old-school, like, Nintendo-ass Mario sports Yeah, did you games. like Mario Golf? 
Yeah. Okay. I love Mario Golf. It's so much fun. And this game is like simplified Mario Golf with its own like original story and like a very aware sense of humor mm-hmm. of like this guy who wants to be the world's best golfer. But everyone's just a huge, like, shithead to it's him. It's interesting because whenever I hear everyone talk about him, like, well, what makes it so special? Like, and they talk about those key points, but it really nails those key points. It and does, that's what makes yeah. it exceptional. Um, yeah, so we're talking about, you know, best debut. I would say Golf Story came out of nowhere. We saw it in a direct, and I'm like, yeah. that sounds fucking dope. And you, it, and you say the, it's the definition of a debut. Yeah. Like, it just came out, and then people were just like, Okay, like I only bought this like on a whim because I had like a ten dollar gift card mm-hmm. that, that I wasn't using, and I was like, I was on the fence between that and Thumper, and I was like, uh, yeah. I'll try Golf Story. And uh, you know, Slime Rancher had a great early access, and people I were, and love Slime the shit out of Golf. It's of a, golf, Slime Rancher. Slime Rancher. It's finally. I almost one point oh. Yeah, you did. I almost said Golf Rancher. That'd be a game. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is it actually one point now? Uh, I have not looked into it because it was an early access like a fucking while ago. I yeah, know. I bought it a while ago and. It was super charming. I was going to wait for it to be, like, fully developed mm-hmm. until I finished it. But, yeah, that's a good-ass game. You know, and Cuphead uh, came out, took a long time. And I, and I look at Cuphead, and I don't understand how it's made sometimes because it's yeah. fucking incredible. Uh, Hollow Knight, pe- I know. I think Hollow Knight, as passionate as people are about that game, I think that game's going to get buried yeah, this year. Yeah, I think so. And it looks dope. I, I don't know much about it. I've only seen the look of it, and it looks fantastic. Um, I feel similar about Mr. Shifty. I've I, seen a lot I, of gameplay from it, but like I don't... Like, I didn't hear great things about Mr. Shifty. Like, I, I don't know. Because it was an early Switch game. It was an early Switch game, but it was on a PC2, I believe. Yes. And it looked cool. It looked interesting, but it felt very, like... It felt very Indian, but not in like an interesting way. Yeah. Like, okay, I, let's make a it game. It reminded me of Hotline Miami, but it wasn't as unique as Hotline Miami mm-hmm. at the time. Um, best debut indie game. This is tough. I want it. My heart I'm wants to give that, it to Golf I'm upset to, that Night in the Woods is Yeah, I think Night in the Woods should be there more than Mr. Shifty, personally. Yeah, definitely. Um, my, my heart wants to say Golf Story. Me but, too. But I want, I'm going to say Cuphead. I think Cuphead's going to win. I think Cuphead's going to win it. I'm gonna give my award to Golf Story though, okay. because it it debuted and it debuted so good, and I love the shit out of Cuphead. It's mm-hmm. super dope, but Golf Story, personally to me, does more. But I can say objectively, Cuphead's a better game. Obviously. We have uh, best performance. I uh, do not know much about the performances this year. So we have Ashley Birch, of course, she's always on these lists as Alloy in Horizon Zero Dawn, Brian Bloom as B.J. Vlaskovitz in Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Claudia Black as Chloe Frazier in Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Laura Bailey as Nadine Ross in Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Maylene Jurgensen as Senua in Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. So. I don't know any of these. So this, the, so Ashley Birch, you know, we have some of the usual, half, so, we have the usual is, suspects here. Half of it is Uncharted stuff, which I don't touch. Yeah, Ashley Birch is usual suspect. I mean, and I don't mean that to be, like, again, diminutive. She's dope. She's great. I'm just saying, like, we, uh, we I'm just saying these are familiar faces. We have Laura Bailey, again, usual, as Nadine Ross. And uh, Claudia Black, you know, I guess, yeah, she was never down there. I don't know if she won anything for Uncharted 2 when she did uh, that. But I think this one is kind of an easy one. It's going to be Melina Jurgens from Senua. Um, just from what the conversations I've heard about, I haven't played Hellblade, but every time anyone talks about that, and they talk about how fucking good the performance is. Mm-hmm. And it is motion captured. And the actress, has, oh. like, a lot of her is in that game, I've heard. Um... I think it's going to be her that's going to win it. Just okay. because I, from what the conversations I've heard. I think Brian Bloom in Wolfenstein The New Colossus, it's partly the writing and him, but 
Man, they turned BJ Blazkowicz into like probably one of the best characters like in games somehow mm-hmm. in this game. Like it is fucking phenomenal the work that they did with that character. Um, and it's certainly part to Brian Bloom's performance. Um, Ashley Birch is uh, an alloy. I haven't played Rod Zero Dawn very much. Um, like I said, I like Chloe. Uh, and Laura Bailey's Nadine Ross. You know, she nominated for because this is the same character from Uncharted Four. Nadine yeah. Ross. Um, Was she nominated last year for Uncharted Four? I don't know. Uncharted Four didn't win much last year, did it? No, not that I know. No, I don't think so. Is that a good thing? Uh, I don't know. All I'll tell you is that when Giant Bombs Game of the Year podcast, when they all took a second, it was like, wait a minute, does anyone really care about Uncharted 4? If we take out Uncharted 4, we can have Thumper, Stardew Valley, and a Hyper Light Drift drawn here. I'll just take off Uncharted 4. That was great. So I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate that move a lot, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, Which, by the way, like, side note, because you brought Stardew Valley... I love. I'm loving the resurgence of Stardew Valley now that it came out of the Switch. It's been making me really want to play it. But it's just like you I don't want to spend much, the money. I, the, I put too much the time. time. Yeah. Mm. Like I'm very close to like 100%ing that game on my main file. Mm. But it's like that difficulty of like I can't go back. I don't know what else to do it. Mm. Okay. So well, who, who do you think it's gonna go to? You like think? I said, I said Melina Jurgensen. I think. Okay. And also that's my name. <laughs> that's weird. In that in her name, Melina. Just oh Jergen. yeah, I just like kind Jergensen. of yeah yeah. So yeah, I think that's gonna go for it. Shout out to Brian Bloom with BJ Blazkowicz. Uh, best art direction: Cuphead, MDHR, Destiny Two by Bungie. Dude, that <laughs> game looks really good. Like there are so many. Oh, okay. Moving okay, on. So, Rise Zero Dawn, Grill Games, Persona Five, Atlas, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild by Nintendo. This is another difficult one, I think. I think so, but I think for awards, who's gonna win it? I think it's obvious it's okay Cuphead. i think Cuphead's gonna uh, that's work. what i'm thinking uh but shout out to persona 5 shout Great. out to legend of zelda breath of the wild specifically Hell it looks yeah. fucking beautiful um listen destiny 2 look little vistas in that game look fucking gorgeous they look so cool and horizon zero dawn looks all right yeah it looks all right too i don't <laughs> I think it, i think it looks like I guess it all depends on like if you're playing it like in 4K. I guess sure. like maybe people are just really dope. 60 about frames that. per second, Destiny. I don't know, man. It looks pretty good. Actually, it looks weird. Doesn't it looks undestiny? Like yeah. Uh, if I was to stack rank these, I would go uh, Cuphead, uh, Breath of the Wild, okay. Persona, Destiny 2, Horizon. Uh, but I think uh, Cuphead wins it. Yeah, I think. Cuphead, I think it's Cuphead weird that would have to win it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because nothing I... else. Like as as like unique as like Breath of the Wild is, and, and Persona like, looks how good it is. Persona that. like perfectly did like that. If there style. was a best UI, <laughs> Persona oh, I would oh, fucking murder it. Yeah. Uh, the only ones nominated. Yeah, um, but Cuphead, you just yeah. like you can't deny it. I feel. Yeah, <laughs> like, I yeah. feel that way too. Which which is a shame because like I would love to give more awards to Zelda and Persona. Yeah, Zelda. Anyways, good. best audio design. Destiny Two, developed by Bungie. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, developed by Ninja Theory. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, developed by Capcom. Hmm. Super Mario Odyssey, developed by Nintendo. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, developed by Nintendo. I think this is Hellblade again. Really? Yes, Hellblade again. Uh, again, I've, I, I don't know much about that game. I'm just going from the conversations, and yeah. sound is a massive thing in that game. Okay. Like, huge in that game. Because, again, it's, it's sort of a... like it, it, There's sort of, like, these voices and... Uh, how she gets around the world mm-hmm. and what she can trust and not. It, it, it plays with the audio of the game. Um, and again, that yeah, I've only heard great things about that. Destiny 2. Let me tell you about the guns in Destiny 2, though. <laughs> they sound very good. They do, though. Um, Resident Evil 7. Ah, I don't know about that There's one. a lot of 
Like goopy sounds. Welcome to the family, son. Um, There's a lot of goopy sounds. A lot yeah, of, there were a lot of goopy a sounds. A lot of like floorboards squeaking. Mm-hmm. A lot of like you put in a VHS and a tape player and it going like... That one song when you... Uh, Come so. together. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I don't know. Mario Odyssey has some good audio design, I feel. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It, it, it's got good music. It doesn't... It's audio design is the music, though. I guess so. But we're distinctly drawing a line yeah. here. And I don't I understand think, that. Yeah. I don't think it's that. Because it doesn't have, like... Because, like, when it has, like, cues, the cues are, like, a song structure. That's true. Playing. That's true. It's just, like, a piano key or something. That's yeah. true. Um, but, yeah, I think it's Hellblade here. I'm going to go with Morrow. All right. Next Most category. category. Oh, I, I, I really stepped away from Hellblade. Mm. This next category, presented this by, makes sense. Presented by Hydro Shik, uh, Hydrobot. Not Hydrobot, he's not here this he's year. Not, no, he's been banned. <laughs> he's been banned. Uh, games for Impact, this used to be, this was Games for Change last year. And but all that, the thing, this category is so bullshit. What does that mean? Games for Impact. What's putting an impact on your life? It's really just a category for games with progressive politics. That's all okay, it is. Okay, good. And that's fine, but like, Say it. They're they're trying to. They can't find a good word for it because they can't say progressive politics. Because then you have, yeah. Because then they'll get shit on by everyone. Um, we got "Bury Me, My Love," developed by the Pixel Hunt. That title sounds so depressing. So from what I read about it, I was thinking about uh, asking Code for a review. So it is what you play is. I'm pretty sure. And sorry if I get this wrong. I want to say he plays a Syrian refugee. Oh, uh, it might be from a different uh, country, and I may be getting that completely wrong. Um, but you do play the Syrian refugee, and you are uh, talking to. I want to actually. I'm going to check the synopsis. For, so I will say, here's what I think it is about, from what I've heard, and what I got from press releases. You, it's like a cell phone design game, sort of like another lost phone. Okay, I'll, so, I'll go on while you search that. Okay, uh, Hellblade, uh, Serena's Sacrifice, developed by Ninja Theory. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, developed by hmm. Deck Nine. Okay. Night in the Woods, developed by Infinity Fall. Please Knock on My Door, developed by Lavar Games, AB. And What Remains of Edith Finch, developed by Giant Sparrow. Uh, again, I don't know anything about Hellblade. Life is Strange. Uh, yeah. Is it really... I feel like, it, like, before the storm, like, it did all of its impacting with the first episode yeah. or two. And also, games I mean, like, impact. It's, this it's is dope a, for that audience. Yeah. And also, this is a scab game. Yeah. Like this is a game made by like Square Enix. Square Enix, yeah. With the with people who with actually Birch, who is normally the voice of Chloe, but since she was protesting, she couldn't do it, so they hired someone else. So I don't know. Night in the woods. So yes, I, you do. I had a hu- that game had a huge impact on me. Yeah, games for impact. Games yeah. for impact. You know, so again, we're, so this category. I mean, we talk about uh, talk touches on depression, touches on what does it mean to work in a what is to be in a city that's sort of been forgotten by the rest of the country. Kind of like coming of age, story. Uh, economics, yeah. Um, yeah. class, yeah, um, coming of age. Obviously, um, there's a lot of stuff that it touches, and it's very uh, it is presented in a way that is uh, sexuality touching, and a sexuality bit. as well. Yeah. That is touching and very speaks to sort of a. Uh, our generation, quote unquote. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. The writing is very is done very. It seems like tweets almost sometimes. Like I think we mentioned that. Um, I don't know. Again, this category is weird. This is weird. I think if I had to choose one, I would definitely go with Night in the Woods. Yeah. So yeah, bury me, my love is about uh, a Syrian refugee. So you are contacting 
uh, a family member or again, I'm just reading this as we go. You're reading someone that like they're trying to immigrate and you are getting texts and messages and photos from that person mm-hmm. as they make their way out. Um, this reminds me of the game called Borders, which was a small indie game. It might be expanding, which is a game about uh, immigrating from Mexico to the United States mm-hmm. and all that goes with that. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a great topic as well, but for me, I didn't ever play it because at the time I was like, I don't really want to play another one of these phone games when I played another lost phone. Um, mm-hmm. But I've heard only good things and it also got buried. I think it came out it came out at a big... I think it came out when Mario came out. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, because I remember seeing press releases and I seen people who did PR for us like, hey, I know Mario's coming out, but... Uh. That's what I felt really bad about uh, Hat in Time. It came out like two weeks <coughs> before Mario. So it was like, well, I'm spending all my money on Mario. I can't play that. And then also, Ukulele is supposed to come out on the Switch this year still. We'll see how that runs. Let's see how that runes and also if it comes out and also why... If anyone, anyone cares. If anyone cares after playing Mario. That game came out and just kind of... Yeah. Which is a shame. I still play on picking it up, though. Okay. Just because I feel like I, I'm obliged to, I guess. I don't know. Next category. What do you think is going to win, George? Oh, right. Games um, for Impact. What game has the most impact from you from reading their press releases? What remains if you defense? What impact? I don't Okay. I don't know what that means. I'm going to say Nine in the Woods. Okay. Do you think it's going to win, though? I think Nine in the Woods is going to win something here. I think it's going to be Games for Impact. And I, I think, think that, and I think Scott and everyone who works on that game, like knowing the people who worked on that game, they mm-hmm. don't give a fuck. What does that even mean? They're totally the kind of people. What does that even fucking mean, dude? Um, I think I think Nine I would the Woods like them win. to win something. This yeah, I think so too. And I feel like that's the best. I'm glad one. that they're on here. Actually, this next one best maybe. indie game. Yeah, best independent game. Cuphead, developed by Studio MDHR. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, developed by Ninja Theory. Nine to Woods, developed by Infinite Fall. Pyre, developed by Supergiant Games. What Remains of Edith Finch, developed by Giant Sparrow. Cuphead can't win everything, no, can it? No, it can't. It can't. It, it win. can't. This, this is one of the ones where, like, when you're in the Oscars and you're like, this game, this movie's not only for everything, but listen, we can't give you everything, so... I think, no matter how much you deserve it. I think Hellblade has a good chance of winning it just because it's such a big game and it's yeah. still an independent game. But Nine in the Woods could also have a good chance of winning this, I think. I think so, too. I don't think... I'd be crazy if Cuphead wins this one again. It's possible, but I think... It, it is possible. It's going to get its props elsewhere. And also, like, I think Microsoft has some funding in it, so... Yeah, Microsoft felt... I feel like Microsoft had a big part of that. I think so. I think it's exclusive. Especially since, like, how long it took them to develop it. Because they like, paid, they they paid for that other part of that game. Yeah. So... I think Hellblade or Nine in the Woods here. It's I'm, crazy that, that Supergiant had a game this year and Pyre was only nominated once. It's I haven't even played it yet. Um, Best role-playing game. Divinity Original Sin 2, developed by Larian Studios. Final Fantasy XV, developed by Square Enix. Final Fantasy XV came on this like, tail end of last year. so Yeah, it was not nominated for anything. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Uh, Near Automata, developed by Platinum Games. Persona 5, developed by Atlas, and South Park, The Fractured Butthole Why? by Ubisoft San Francisco. How fucking dare you put Nier Automa- Automata next to fucking South... How dare you compi- put South Park and Nier in the same fucking conversation of competition, sir? So this is hard. Divinity Original Sin is like goatee material from people I've heard about. Mm-hmm. Like It's gotten 10 out of 10s across the board. But Nier Automata, listen, folks. Nier has to win something. And it has to be It this. has to be this. It's not going to win Game of the Year, I'll tell you It's why. not going to win Game of the Year, spoilers. Um, I want Nier the Modern win. I could see that. I could also see Persona 5 winning. Just because c- the people who haven't played Persona are really into that game. 
I know you bitch about how much that game's a piece of shit. And how much I like, is. listen, I like it. It's good. It's probably top five. Okay. Uh, the top five Persona games. It's in the top five, all right? <laughs> top five games of the year. Um, let's see. People were really digging Final Fantasy XV until it got halfway through. That's true, yeah. Yeah. That game's still going as well. It is still going. Um, good for it. Oh, boy. Um. I, I mean, I feel like I'd have to... I think Nier will win. I Nier think, has to win something, especially after the fucking outcry, quote unquote. It's just people adding Jeff Keighley. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell, man? The War for Game Most added at me tonight. Yeah, Nier out of body, you fucking nerds that win nothing. God. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nier I them home. I don't want them at my awards now. Nier has to win something. It has to be. It'll this. probably win this. If not, Persona. And again, I understand that Vinity Original Sin is very good. I've only heard, like, the fucking incredible things about that game, but. Um, I'm putting in one here that I didn't put. I'm putting Trending Gamer, which is the worst oh. title for an award. Who's, okay. tre- who's Trending Gamer this Okay, so... Who won Trending Gamer last year? Was it Boogie? Yeah, I think so. That's stupid. It should have been Danny! Come on! I met Danny O'Dwyer. He's a wonderful person. I don't like Boogie. I never found Me him. Me either! Should have been Danny O'Dwyer. God damn it. All right, so who who's our, tre- our hashtag trending gamers this year? So I forget his name, uh, and I'm going to look it up real quick. But we also have and we have uh, Dr. Disrespect. Do you know what that is? Nope. It doesn't sound great from that. It doesn't, doesn't sound like a, like a, a, trending... a, man, a man for change. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, let's see, uh, from Cloud9, Shroud. I assume he's a, he's a he's Cloud9's a... eSport. It's oh, an esports team. Yeah. We have uh, half coordinated. Shout out to Hell Coordinated. Actually, half coordinated. So um, he's a speedrunner. He speedrun near Automata, and uh, he only has oh. one arm, uh, oh, so damn. he's disabled. Um, yeah, that was his, he opened games then quick with uh, near Automata, the A playthrough. Um, I forget what his record was, but it was great. Um, and Andrea Renee, uh, what's good games? Uh, freelance, hardest working woman in the business, as everyone knows her. Um, and I, I can't find his name, but he's a representative for Able Gamers. So it's an organization oh. that tries to speak to companies about making video games more uh, accessible. Um, Seems that they're going for more like, like unique individuals in the yeah in the industries instead of just like. I think the I think giving it. To, I don't I don't know about Buggy. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Greg Miller, I love Greg Miller. I think that's been I've loved Greg Miller since yeah. like. Ever he's inspired me to do anything. Uh, I'm gonna get to Andrea Renee because Andrea Renee is the hardest woman work, like hardest working woman in the business, and she's fantastic and she's super cool and nice. I like Andrea Renee, mm-hmm. but also shout out to Able Gamers uh, making like yeah. A, I think that'd be I think that'd be a good one. I think yeah yeah. Especially if you want to like you know make like we want to like put like put people who like uh, in this industry who make it better mm-hmm. and people who like who have communities who like we want to up. I think that would be a good choice. Um, but yeah, I think, again, I think a lot of these are great choices. Again, I don't know about Dr. Disrespect. Wasn't he the one who did a call out to that World of Tanks thing? I don't know. Never mind. Let's get to the games of the year 2017, <sighs> not our games of the year. All right. Horizon Zero Dawn. Games of the year. Developed by Guerrilla Games. Persona 5, developed by Atlas, specifically P Studio. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, developed by PUBG Corporation. Super Mario Odyssey, developed by Nintendo, probably EAD1. No, three, right? It's all EAD now. Oh, is They're it is just one? It's just one now, Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. It's Legend been of like Zelda. the past two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, developed by Nintendo EAD. <sighs> so, so Nier Automata should be on this list. <laughs> okay. 
Nier Automata. At least should be on I the list. I admit that. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. I can tell you Nier Automata is a better video game than Horizon Zero Dawn. I have played um, all but Horizon Zero Dawn on this list. I think list. PUBG should absolutely... I, a lot of people I see wanting to take PUBG off this list for Nier Automata. Listen, I haven't played PUBG, but there's no way you cannot remove PUBG from the conversation of video games in 2017. Like, I definitely understand that, but like from another perspective... It's broken and it's not... It's broken, it's not finished, and it spent yeah. most of its time this year in, ba- in early access. That's true. And then people hacked it, and there was the weird thing with, like, hackers. And, like, I understand, like, it's definitely, like, if you think of 2017 in gaming. It's one of the games. It's, it's, like, a big part of it, but, like. Games for impact. <laughs> it, it impacted our perception of the year. I, I don't think it'll win. No, I don't think it'll win either. No. We have two big-ass Nintendo games yeah. here, though. So, okay, first off, what do you think will not win on this I list? I don't think. PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds will win. We, we already took that off the list. I don't yeah. think Horizon Zero Dawn will win. You don't think? Do you think Persona 5 has a shot? In a different year. In a different year? So which Nintendo game do you think is going to win? You, you not- tell me, Ryan. Like, this is the game of the year question for everything. Like, we have Breath of the... You have Mario and Zelda. Which one's the winner, motherfucker? I don't know! <laughs> They're really good! They're, like, the best of, like, both of those series, which are two of my fucking favorite series. I don't... Like, this is, like, the most... I don't know, man! This is the most ridiculous fucking question. <laughs> like, like Mario, Mario or, Zelda? or Zelda. Which is the winner? Um... You've played Zelda. I don't love Zelda, though. We know you this. You don't love Zelda. Like, me... But I- you're not a huge Mario fan, are you? You're not- I like Mario. But, are you but I've only played 3D World, and I love 3D World. 3D World's with my literal world. <laughs> and Super Mario Brothers U. That's a good game. Someone called it the best game. Mario game of all time, according to uh, that Polygon <laughs> list by Jeremy Parrish. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy Parrish. Uh, my game of the year is Persona 5 from this list. From this list, okay. It would be near, obviously. It would be near. And your li- I know your I've known your <laughs> game of the year since fucking February. <laughs> Jesus. Um... I honestly have, like, this is the hard, like, okay. I think Breath of the Wild will win it. I feel like Breath of the Wild. Just because Zelda has that name to it. Zelda has Zelda that aura feels... and that, like, yeah, that grandness to but it. But then again, Mario also has, like, the, it's Mario. Of course it would win. It's yeah. Mario. <laughs> what, what won Game of the Year at the Game Awards, Mario? <laughs> Mario's still hot, apparently. Mario's still hot, 2017. I, I think know, it's man. Zelda. It's difficult. It'd be crazy if PUBG won. I don't... Like, I, think, it's, I, think I can people, see a world... I think people would be upset if PUBG won. I can won. see a world where that happens. I think it'd be I fucked. can see the fucking Steam Awards it win. Yeah. I think, like, because, well... So it's weird, because... But you, also, you can vote... the original Battlefront 2 was a shot of winning Game of the Year on the Steam Awards. That's true. Well, the Steam Awards are joke. They're garbage. Yeah, I know, but, like, it's still funny. Most fraggable game or whatever the fuck. Um, like, like, you can quote-unquote... Best vote for these games, but you can't really. Like it's yeah. it's it's judged by a jury or whatever. Yeah, it, a panel. A panel. I don't think. Hydro bots on yeah. that panel. Hell yeah. I don't think that panel would be like player announced battlegrounds. I think there are people in there, but I think there's also people in there like, listen, this game is not out yet. While we're doing these awards right now, mm-hmm. it is broken. It is hackable. I understand that it how big of an impact it is, but I don't think it is the game of the year. And I can see conversation. I don't get why Nier isn't at least on this list because there's plenty. I think of, it's like five. Six, I think that's the. There's plenty of six. I saw a six in oh, here okay. before. I saw one six in here before. Nier is the game of the year. No, it's not. Score of music has Nier. score Nier of music so has six Nier in it. So fucking good. Games for Impact has six. Mm. 
and like there's a, a gamer has five and like there's a lot there's there's so many games that came out this year yeah because it's zero game of the year <laughs> fuck um i i, I think guess it's zelda it. yeah i think it's zelda yeah i guess like, how, how defeated we walked out of that one like, i guess I zelda. Fucking know, man. like i love like i love the death out of zelda and i love the death out of mario but like it's a hard decision it's like picking which one of my kids I want to go to a private school, which one I want to have killed. Listen, those Dungeons and Zelda weren't great. Tomato, tomato, my man. Except the the one with uh, the Gorons, that one's pretty good. Well, with that, that's the only so news I feel we like, have. I feel like your decision is like Mario, a game you haven't played. I know, I think I haven't played Mario, so this is a fucking... I think you'd like Mario. How bananas would it be a Persona one, though? That'd be crazy. I wouldn't. I would not. I would. Be upset. I wouldn't be upset. I get it. I'd be it's, fucking. I like that game a lot. That'd be insane. It though. would be funny. Uh, I think it's even crazy that Persona has made it to the game of the year conversation. Shout out to, to Atlas, I guess. Because it came. When did it come out in Japan? 2016. Oh, I thought it was early. Well, when I say, I mean, I'm just surprised that the uh, Shimigami Tensei spinoff series has made it to Game of the Year, one of the most Where important... Where the fuck is Tokyo Mirage Sessions true. this conversation, yeah, that is true. That's true. Why isn't that on fucking Switch? I don't know, man. I think that's so well on Switch. I think so, too. Damn. Well, with that, we will be right back, and we will talk about the games that we've played while we were away, and what we're looking forward to in December. There's not a lot. Spoilers. Fuck. We'll be right back. We are back with the games that we played while we were gone here. Unfortunately. Uh, you know, games that came out and we played them. Talk about a game that was announced and came out within our break. Yeah. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. It's finally here, Animal Crossing, on your yeah. phone. And, uh, Ryan, you're going to have to hit Because I'm going to tell you what. I haven't played Animal Crossing. I'm playing this one. It certainly looks adorable. I'll it tell you that much. Adorable. It looks great. Animal Crossing is always also, adorable. It's crazy to see an Animal Crossing game with good graphics. That too. Um, see, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, it's sort of like Animal Crossing. It's a lot closer to Animal Crossing than a lot of people may have thought. Um, you're still catching bugs. You're still out there uh, decorating a little space you have there. You're, Except uh, now it's instead of like a house, it's like a campground and RV. Yes, exactly. So, Ryan, what did you think of Animal Crossing Pocket Camp? Like I find like the development of this game very fascinating, just because it's made in Unity. It's made in Unity, yeah. And also like they announced this so long ago, and they've gone through a lot of stuff. Like originally, Happy Home Designers was like the main concept for this game, but then they decided to like go something else because they thought that was too boring. That wasn't a great game. It wasn't great. I gave it to my friend. (laughs) I don't think she ever played it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, this is like. I don't like the people complaining, like, oh, why can't it just be normal Animal Crossing? Because, like, then they would never sell another Animal Crossing yeah. ever again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And also, that would be too perfect, and it cannot, that cannot be sold for free. That's absolutely. I think this is, like, the perfect, like, scenario for, like, an Animal Crossing, an Animal mobile Crossing game. game on mobile, yeah. Uh, You're on a little campsite there. You have a little campsite thing. You have to do things for your villagers. Uh, you kind of, like, unlock villagers by leveling up which is kind of interesting instead of like having your own like set of like unique villagers like you just kind of like get this everyone gets the same like rotation of them it seems which uh, i like the idea of like everyone's camp 
I like the idea of like going to a camp and like, oh, I've never seen this animal before. That's awesome that they have them there because that's like the appeal of going to someone else's town. It's like, oh my god, uh, uh, this cool cat here. He has a baseball hat on. That's awesome. I wish I could have him in my town or my camp. But instead, it's everyone has like the same campers. What's the name of that fucking dog? What dog? Uh, the Goldie. Every Goldie. of course, Goldie's a fucking intro do- animal. Yeah, he sucks. He's a default. He's a. I love Goldie. It's a great. He's a great animal. Mm. But this game is kind of like, oh, it's Goldie. Yeah, you exactly. know Goldie. Yeah. Everyone knows Goldie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. What to say. Like, it's free. So like, if you're in Animal Crossing, check it out. Yeah, uh, my experience as someone who's never played Animal Crossing, I think it's really cute. Um, it's certainly a, a time killer, and it makes sense for mobile because you're like, well. I, I, I'll check on this later. Like, I don't have to wait for a thing. Yeah. The timers make sense only because, like, well, and Animal also, Crossing like, was always a thing. Yeah, Animal away. Crossing always did. Yeah. Always, Animal Crossing always did that, too. Like, oh, hey, this building's going to be done tomorrow, so come back tomorrow. Or this works project's going to be done tomorrow. So it's like, okay, that makes sense on mobile, but now you can speed it up with your fucking leap tickets, which I've never done. Cause, like, I have, like, a shit ton, and I don't know what to do with them. I bought more slots for crafting. Mm-hmm. And I'm saving them for like, cause I feel like Nintendo on mobile is weird, but they've they've kept a lot of support for Fire Emblem uh, Heroes. Yes, and I'm hoping they move that to this. And well, that, Fire Emblem Heroes is very profitable. It is very profitable, and I think this also. I know might, people who are selling nudes for fucking Fire Emblem Hero orbs. I'm going to need their numbers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like this will also be very profitable for them. Uh, probably not as much as Fire Emblem Heroes. Definitely not. Just because that's a gotcha game. Yeah. But I think this definitely has uh, some potential to be... Yeah. Like, better than Mitomo levels of profitable. Definitely, for yeah. sure. I'm interested to see how long people stick around. Let's see what the progression is. Animal Crossing is something that, like, people, like, pl- like whenever a new Animal Crossing game comes out, I play that, like, for the whole year plus. Yeah. But do you think there's enough content and like... The if, the, if they do seasonal stuff, right. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I don't know how they're going to do that, if at all. Right, because Christmas is coming around. Christmas so. is coming around. And Christmas and Animal Crossing is a great-ass fucking combination. Mm. That's why I fucking wanted an Animal Crossing game mm-hmm. on Switch this year, but no! Yeah. Well, on this list, we got a lot of Nintendo stuff. So, Ryan, we tell do. me about a game that I'm specifically extremely interested in. Yeah. Fire Emblem Warriors. Wow. Fire Emblem Warriors. Not to be confused. Man, everyone's confused. Fire Emblem Heroes and Warriors is very easy to confuse. From what I understood, they did not know each other were making that game, oh. those games until the direct. <laughs> okay. So it's like, huh, we have the exact same concept, don't we? Except mm-hmm. two different um, ways of doing about it. But uh, yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors. I was a. I was. Hyrule Warriors was a surprise hit for me back in 2014. Uh, 14, yeah. 14, yeah. It took Zelda in a very interesting way, and I.J. Anuma like really enjoyed uh, what uh, Team Koei Tecmo, Koei Tecmo, specifically, Team Ninja. yeah, Team Ninja and W Force, yeah, and he really enjoyed what they did with the game, and that inspired a lot of uh, Breath of the Wild, which is awesome. And when looking at like other things that they could do with it, like they obviously did Hyrule Warriors Legends, which ran on the 3DS. And which is the most unappealing thing ever. Yeah. Because, like, what are you doing? That game didn't even run great on Wii U, to be completely honest with you. True. I remember when we tried to do the co-op and that it rough. did not work. Um, but, and the idea of like, of like, okay, what do we do next? Now that we have this partnership and people like this game, what do we do next that's just not a port of Legends on the Switch? 
and Fire Emblem makes the most sense because there's a shit ton of characters. There's a shit ton of characters. It's about fucking war, mm-hmm. and th- the idea of like Fire Emblem is it's this turn-based stuff, but instead you're just taking everything else and just taking the turn-based combat into like uh, Dynasty Wars combat. Right, that triangle still the triangle. The still. triangle's still there. You still like have like a grid map that you move units on. It's basically Fire Emblem. But it fucking sucks, man. Oh, really? This game is terrible. Really? I hate it. I heard great things about I it. I returned it in a week. Wow. I did not like it. Not at all. No. My my issues with it is, so Fire Emblem, the games I played, like the story is a big part of like. Oh, yep. And man, the nope. story yeah. in this game is bad. Yeah. Like even like, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Hyrule Warriors like is acceptable. Like, the Hyrule Warriors story is just so acceptable, and, like, you, you get it. But Fire Emblem Wars is so, like, laughably bad. You run into characters, and, like, the like these maps, it's, like, the characters, and it's, like, okay, you meet fucking uh, Hinoka, and it's, like, she's, like, you and my sister, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Instead of, like, talking, and you fight her, and it's, like, okay, oh, I should have listened to you. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna be part of your army now. He's like, okay. And then you run into another character. It's the same scenario to every be fair, time. Fire Emblem Heroes doesn't have a great story either. But that's a mobile that's game. True. That's true. So, like, it wasn't going to. That's but true. this was a big studio making this. Sure, but also, Dynasty Warrior stories are garbage. I know, but, like, they at least can't have the same plot point for every fight sure. within the first, like, I'm still three really, hours I'm, of the game. I'll say I'm still very interested in playing this game. I understand that. But it's also, like... The the grid combat, I felt like my characters went to like, hey, go to this grid and fight this thing. They wouldn't do it. Hmm. Like, they wouldn't do what I would tell them to do, like, the right way. And also, the whole, like, my- managing of your units and, like, the level-up systems, it's convoluted, and there's so much to it, and it doesn't really explain it to you. It's just a mess of, like, hmm. I could have been playing... It came out a week before Super Mario Odyssey. It did. And it's like... Was it really a week? I thought it was a little bit more. It was a full week. Huh. And it was like... Maybe should have planned that a little better. Yeah, and it's like... I could be playing that instead. Because, like, my the reason why I returned it, George, is I played it for the first three days, and I really wasn't feeling it. I hated the story. The combat, like, it looked fine, but it, it didn't do much for me. And also another thing is... In Hyrule, you played Hyrule Warriors. Yes, I did. It had like the villains of it, it like the Sia. It had the Volga guy. It had the Dark Wizard guy. Mm-hmm. In this game, it was just like, oh, it's a big villain guy. Like none of the other guys were. There was no like ultimate force. It was just like you building your army for the first half of it, and that kind of like defeats. The, it makes this army you're fighting feel like you're just slaughtering people over a misunderstanding. Hmm. And like I get that that's what Isn't that war is like. Yeah, I was but, like, it's not satisfying. Hmm. And I, I was playing this game that I'm not satisfied with, and it's like, I'm going to be playing Mario next week, a game that I know for a fact I'm going to love. Hmm. That's interesting. So why would I not just return this and get 40 bucks of my 60 back? So that's what I did. That's interesting. Yeah, I've heard, I've so heard yeah game. that game sucks. All right. For my main person that I read my Dynasty Wars reviews from... I love her writing. She said it was pretty good, so that's interesting. I'm still interested in playing when I get a Switch. If I get a Switch. Um, I'm going to give you a break, Ryan. I'm actually going to talk about one of my games on this list. You've been working your ass off here talking yeah, about video Yeah, go games. for it. 
Uh, I'm going to talk about Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Oh, yeah, the, the game that is apparently game of the year worthy. Yes, oh, absolutely, top 10 game of the year. Um, so, yeah, we sequel to Wolfenstein the New Order, which sort of tra- kept some of the lore from other Wolfenstein games, specifically the Wolfenstein reboot of 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Wolfenstein the New Order. It was 2009, really? Well, yeah, Wolfenstein, not Wolfenstein the New Order, not okay. this new series. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the new series was 2014. Okay. Um, that came out on PS3, PS4, and Xbox 360, Xbox One. Alright, so, to recap my feelings, I don't think I've ever said my feelings on Wolfenstein in the New Order. I thought it was fine. When I look back on it now, I think about, like, that game had some really great written, like, story moments. Um, it really understood what it meant to, like, be... Like, it wasn't a hopeful game. Like, like it was like, we lost, like, and we don't even know if we're gonna... If what we're doing is meaningful. So, life. Yeah, it, and it has... Like it has really good, co- subtle, quiet moments where stuff just a scene just plays out and it's really good. Probably has some of the best sex scenes in the game. Oh, um, oh. Uh, it does some we- weird things about. It, I don't know if it does uh, well by the Jewish faith and oh. the sort of stereotypes of Jewish like Judaism, um, but it's not awful. But also, like, it has this, it had a lot of interesting things. The, the, the it's one, a very passable game. The one thing you could say about Wolfenstein is that it had a lot of interesting ideas, and you could tell they knew how to tell a good story. It had some of the best cutscenes. It, it still does. Like, directed in, like, not in the engine cutscenes, like, made outside of the engine. But that mm-hmm. allowed them to do some really interesting camera work and editing techniques. Like, it looks like a movie. Like, it's shot like a movie. Um... So going into the the new the, the new Colossus, not the were new the order. sex scenes even better? There are no sex scenes in this one. Oh, actually, there's one, but you've, it's a goof. You've lost my interest. Um, in so you know, this was revealed at the Bethesda thing, and I think everyone lost their shit, probably except for Ryan. I uh, was like, oh, yeah. I think it like I won the show. For I was Bethesda. still interested in Doom for the Switch, no. man. That was weird. Um, but yeah, they showed that, and I think it's been weird because we live. Wolfenstein the New Order came out in a t- in it might as well came out a decade ago. It came out at a time before Gamergate. It came out at a time oh, before fuck. Donald Trump announced his presidency. It announced it, came, it happened before people like Richard Spencer came to power. It came be- out before we had Nazis fucking going to the streets of Charlottesville and striking fear in people. It happened before all of this, and the game was written before all of that. So does it tackle those those issues well? Yes and no. Okay. Um, because again, most of the story, like the developer said, because it's about we wrote this, Nazis. we wrote this way before that. Like we wrote it way before. But they Nazis t- were cool back then. Yeah, and that's the thing. The idea of fighting Nazis was so tired and boring. With but now everyone's like, yes, I want to kill exactly. them. Exactly, and that's why Wolfenstein I think got so much attention. Maybe it didn't translate to sales because if you saw the MPD, it didn't. But that was the. You think people were just like, I don't want to do. Like Nazis are too real I now. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm interested to see what Bethesda's financial earnings could be like. I mean, there was a lot of stuff, so it could be either or. I don't know, man. Prey didn't do great. Uh, Wolfenstein didn't do great anymore. But everyone bought a Switch for Doom. Oh, yeah, that's true. The Skyrim ports will pay them off. Don't worry about it. Everyone will be <laughs> Skyrim good. Skyrim ports always pay them off. But So here we are at Wolfenstein. We are in 2017, right? Well, here in the now as players. Um, and so is that game a little bit influenced that by that? A little bit. It's in the. It's in the. You think they had enough time to like 
changed stuff just enough to like work with this new era narrative that is. Let's just say there is an you find a, cl- a news clipping that says meet the dapper Nazi gentleman who is changing the face. There is some and there is a moment where you talking to some Nazis like I don't understand why can you just cause violence against someone you disagree with? What the fuck, man? Uh, there are moments in this game that have man, that. Man, Thanksgiving, am I right? There are moments. <laughs> Talking to our relatives. But most of the game really does feel like it's written outside of that. Okay. And it decides to focus on some... It decides to focus on um, what does it mean to be raised by a hateful person. Um, it talks about, like, is it far-fetched? Okay, like, like the... the the first Wolfenstein seemed a little bit more perfect. Why do the Nazis have fucking crazy technology? Mm-hmm. Well, the Jews had it. That's a fucking thing. That's a, it's a weird thing. <laughs> the Jews had the it. The Jews had ancient alien technology that they were studying, and I don't know. It was a thing. So that's why World War II happened in that yeah, universe? It's a thing. It's a thing. Oh, that's weird. how they got the technology. The, the Nazis took the technology. And again, it's a good narrative fit, right? The Nazis stole technology from... Uh, from the, the most like dedicated and like the most knowledgeable people in the, in Judaism, uh, stole their secrets that were passed down to down. Woody then, Allen. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Wolfenstein Two, I forget what my point was, but um, but it, it it does feel like it's written outside of that. Um, and the things that it decides to focus, like uh, oh, I remember, like it also focuses on like, is it isn't it on the Nazis taking over America? How far fetched? Well, they started in the south. Why would yes. white America give a shit? They're not black. Yeah. Why would they fight back? Yeah. They're complicit. They'd be fine. And that's exactly what the game is. Like, it's just like, motherfucker, we were, like, there's a moment in Wolfenstein, the original, which was so fucking good. And it was one of those moments in that first game where you're like, this game is on something. It's, he's talking to uh, this character who we later find out to be Jimi Hendrix. Um, well, hmm. BJ Blazkowicz, and it's, he's a great character. Um, and BJ's talking about how great it was before the Nazis, you know, like how back in the 40s and like, Life was good, you know? And then this character, who is black, because he is Jimmy Hendrix, says, Motherfucker, no, it was not good. Not for me. For you, maybe. You are fine, but not for me. And, he, and it's this really good scene about how things, no, actually, things were not great. Uh, I was like, okay, this game is, it gets it. It's smart. Uh, and it keeps expanding on that. And it does some really great stuff with <laughs> empath- allowing the character to empathize with BJ and how he's just tired about being this having to be the rock having to be fucking bj blaskovitz the guy with the fucking guns who's whatever um and he has because in most of this game he is dying uh and it does really interesting things with game mechanics like you only have half health for that game you have 50 percent, which makes it fucking impossible that's another thing playing this game is not the best but the story is really fucking good for a lot of the things i'm talking about um, the things that they do with his family are really fucking good. Um, and his inner monologues, like, I think that's why he was probably nominated for Best Voice Actor because, you know, video game characters, they always talk to themselves, especially first person, like, I'm gonna go to the thing and I'm gonna fucking kick his ass, whatever the hell. <laughs> but in this game, since we have a BJ who's but dying, should I kick his ass? <laughs> since we have a BJ, a BJ who is dying and he's sort of at the end of his rope, uh, he, in the beginning of the game, this isn't a spoiler, he sees, we see a major character from the first game die in the first, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, with Frau Engel, who's this crazy, like a uh, Nazi third Reich lady, she's in the promotional material and all of it. And she chops her head off and she like does this whole, it's a, she does a whole bit. She does a whole bit that seems cartoonish, but when you speak to people who like, uh, were in concentration camps and like historians, like, let me tell you about the shit that's in this game. People did way worse in reality. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I forgot what my point was. It's right? a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. I was driving to a point. I don't remember what it was. But anyways, um, yes. The game doesn't really touch on what it means to be in 2017, but it doesn't have to. It just it does the subject matter that it decides to tackle in this game um is good enough. It's fucking fantastic and it has great character building moments. Oh right, that's what I was saying. I was saying like about the first person character, right? Because mm-hmm. that moment that moment is when also BJ is about to die. Like he's recovering from the end of the first game still, where we think he died, but not really. Um and so he's got fifty percent health. And the whole time he's just like sort of talking to himself, talking to like the friend that died. He's all like, I'm going to need your wings or whatever. Like, it sounds really silly, but in the game, it works well. And also, it works well because well, in his head, he's talking about like, I don't know if I'm going to make it and blah, 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 blah. But when he's talking to everyone else, he just folds, right? Like, he, he has this big thing. Like, I can't talk to, like, uh, the, he falls in love with, this, with a woman named Anya who takes care of him in the beginning of the game. And he's impregnated with uh, uh, his children. And they're going to get, he proposes. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Um, and, and like he's gonna die. Like I'm not gonna see my kids go dying. He keeps talking about that stuff, and it's really dreary and kind of melodramatic. Like he said, like uh, like he refers to his friend as an angel and how he needs to borrow her wings. And then like when she confronts him, like, why aren't you talking to me? And he's just like, I I I can't. I'm just I'm sorry. He doesn't have these melodramatic moments. He just, he just fucking folds. Like I'm gonna die, and I love you, and I want to see your kids, and I'm fucking sorry, but I can't deal with you. I can't talk to you. It's too fucking much. I'm sorry. I'm going to go kill a fuck ton of more Nazis because that's the only thing that doesn't make me fucking feel anything. Bye. And those moments are so good. And then you kill those Nazis and it's too hard and it doesn't feel great. It feels like a game from 2006, which the first Wolfenstein did and I completely forgot because it was so long ago. You will hate this game, Ryan. Do not play oh, this game. Really? You will hate it. Because it comes out on the Switch in the spring. Yeah. Which is weird to me. It is weird. Yeah. But like... It's cool though. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't play great. It, it doesn't really play doesn't. Great. It's. Wow. It doesn't communicate. It wants to be more of a stealth game, but it's also Wolfenstein, so you want to play like so an it's action. Like action, yeah. Yeah, and like, it's like your instincts are to like, I'm gonna kill all these Nazis. Yeah, but like, instead I want to mow them down. But, but instead, like, like okay, there's these two commanders, and if they raise the alarm, you are fucked. And yeah. it doesn't communicate. And you lose health like water, and you also have half yeah. the health. Like I said, you're only at fifty. The max you can get is fifty. Uh, until a thing happens in that game that there are moments in this game that completely flip the script. Like, that are phenomenal moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't play great. It doesn't play great. And that's why more people, like, just flip it on easy and just fucking mow through everyone. And I 100% agree. Um, some people say, like, it might be the console versions that are specifically fucked. Specifically, like, the way, like, the dead zone might be completely fucked. And if hmm. that doesn't get fixed for the Switch port, that might be even worse because there was some of that for Doom. Uh, I've heard that it just feels weird to play on the Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. In a roundabout way, I won't speak about Wolfenstein anymore because I've gone on for too long. But Wolfenstein's fucking great. It's really good. I think it's one of the best written first-person shooters of all time. I think it's fantastic. Um, really good, really good, really good game. Uh, I don't know if it doesn't, it's not the best to play. There are D- There's DLC coming out. I'm interested to see how... Like, where they go with that DLC? Yeah, maybe they'll tackle more modern issues maybe. with that. Maybe. Well, because also, this is, like, a trilogy. Like, it, this yeah. really feels like... If the first game was really dire, the second game was like, oh. Like, well, stuff happens in that game that things change. And there is a character introduced that hasn't been introduced yet into Wolfenstein that is, should have been clearly introduced. He's introduced now, 
and you know you can now see where this series is gonna come to an end um so and it really feels like the middle chapter because it kind of the game ends and it's just like oh the game's over and the, and you're like okay well i guess that makes sense we'll just finish it off in the next game i guess mm-hmm. um but yeah brian okay i need you to talk to me about super mario odyssey you okay. talked about it a little bit yeah i mean super mario odyssey of course the new mario by nintendo <laughs> new mario. i don't know if you heard of it yet uh yeah it's pretty good <laughs> so I ryan have me through your thinking process my like, thinking process is of, it like mario in, like was it obviously it's mario and obviously it's good at this point we all know it's good yeah was it immediate like this game is fucking great like yeah. was there a mo- okay yeah pretty, like, was yeah, there pretty a moment much. yeah pretty much was it when that, i mean like that frog you ca- possess that frog oh man i would <laughs> okay so before i get into like the story time i'll just like so, like, while George was playing fucking Persona and jacking off yeah, to sure. girls in uh, Resident Evil as a child sure. on the PlayStation 1, I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> I was playing Mario 64, and I was playing Mario Sunshine. Those are, like, I know, like, a lot of people are like that. Yeah, sure, tell me. But Mario those Sunshine. Are like, Mario Sunshine is a dope-ass game. Listen, I used to be on that team, but I've seen people play that game, and I don't know. Have you seen me play that game? I haven't. I know how that game is played. People don't know how to play that fucking game. All right, it's like, there's no long jump. You hover. If you, you can't you break the game, you fucking idiots. Right. That game is perfect. All right. People look, it's perfect. I love it. And like as much as I love Galaxy and Galaxy 2, what, what made 64 and Sunshine great was like the overarching worlds. Right. And like 64 was like Peach's Castle, which was like this place like you really just like heard of in like the 2D games. And Mario Sunshine, it was like this beach world. And it took all that, everything about like a beach and vacation and summer and like branched out and like explored every aspect of it and explored these worlds like in depth and it was awesome and galaxy was like all right this planet has bees now yeah this planet has a waterfall and it's like the gameplay was like perfect but like there was no like sense of like the like the world around mario it was just like i'm going to these tiny little spears and like it's fine and 3d world is a great ass game designed well it all. It, it also has some not. A, it's also not a 3D Mario. Game. Okay, well, it's not, that's, well, it's, it's the okay. it's a 2D Mario game. Oh, fucking righty. Yeah. Okay, Ryan. I love that game to death. Okay, it's great. Okay, not a 3D Mario game. All righty. Mario Odyssey though. Okay, that is a video game. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, like I was. The lineage is clear from the lineage sunshine is, to the lineage is clear. You're in this world, and even though you have like a hub world, and like you move to different areas, each world is like massive, and each world has like this overarching like thing that like leads you along the path to like Bowser's like journey to Mary Peach. Like each, that's because each world has like this thing in it that's like a special object that Bowser stole. And he needs that for his wedding. So, like, in the grassland area, he stole, like, a bouquet. In the desert area, he stole, like, a super, like, ancient magical ring. And then, of course, in the Cap Kingdom, he stole the tiara that Peach is wearing. And every world is like that. And every world, like, kind of reacts to, like, Bowser coming in and just fucking shit up. And then you kick out Bowser, but then there's this other problem you have to fix. And then you fix that. And then the world is, like, at perfect peace and, like, each time you do that, there's, like, more stuff to, like, explore and see. And then when you beat the game, which I did very quickly because I have a problem, uh, you unlock more things in every world. And it's there's so much to do that it's, like, daunting and terrifying. 
but I'm doing it. I'm the man. I have like 800 moons. I have a problem. Mm. It caps uh, off at 999, right? Yeah. At, at a certain point uh, past, I think, 850 or 8... Maybe it's 870 or 880, where that's all the official moons. And after that, you just have to pay for more moons. Like, the 999 bonus is just like an aesthetic thing, which, like, that's yeah, fine. I don't care. It's Mario. Uh, but, yeah, it's a dope-ass game, my man. I remember playing it and, like... What helped me, like, have that moment is, like, because I've seen a lot of, like, the press for this because I have a problem right. with Mario. But I was playing this with, with my uh, good friend, and she had no idea what in this game was. Uh, I was playing it with her, and we are like, yeah. And then I threw the hat the frog, and she lost her fucking mind because she had no idea. <laughs> and that's awesome to see and experience with someone, and that's that's great. And the capture stuff is so imaginative. That capture so stuff fun. blew my fucking mind. Eighty three. I remember yeah, watching I'm, that live stream with people. Like, it what was the like fuck one is more going thing. On? Why is there a dinosaur? Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about Mario except like it just like it, it much like Breath of the Wild. It like takes those like feelings as a child and like extends them in like an adult way to me. Do you know where it stands on your game of the year? game of the year? It's either. I mean, because I know it's either Zelda or Mario, it's and I'm not going to ask you to save me right now. But do you internally know? Not yet. Okay. I need. To, I need. To, I need a. I need a 100% Mario because I want 100% Mario game because I hate my life. Which, by the way, that game Mario Odyssey is like very easy if you just go through to beat it. And like I've heard a lot of people come like, oh, it's you and like beat it in like a few hours if you just do everything required. And it's like, it's not the fucking game is made right it's made you're to supposed explore. to explore yeah. yeah like what's your problem dude mm. uh much like zelda you have to it's made to explore mm-hmm. but before i like definitively say something i need a 100 that game and i need to wait for the launch of zelda dlc oh, to right. finally come out because i bought it and i feel like that's an extension of yeah. it and that might be important for a okay. discussion on game of the year well before you go into the final game we'll talk about yes i'm gonna give you a break again Talk oh, about yeah. my good old friend Sonic the Hedgehog. Man, I've seen gameplay from this game. <sighs> so I am currently writing a review for Sonic Forces. Uh, everyone, I mean Ryan knows that I've had the Sonic <laughs> bug forever. Um, but I came up, I had a coming to Jesus moment where I'm like, they're not good, but they're, I still find them all interesting. Yeah, they're definitely interesting. Every every game has it's a definitely bit of... like, huh? I wonder why they chose that idea. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um. And uh, I'm here to tell you Sonic Forces, without giving out too much of a review, is probably the least interesting out of all the Sonic games. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest thing that I found cripplingly disappointing. That is very disappointing, yeah. Um, there is, like, Sonic Forces was revealed during that hellish San Diego Comic-Con 2016 birthday party event. Oh, Holy fucking shit, that thing is legendary. Um, along with Sonic Mania. Uh, this is the last game. This is the big reveal game they had. At the thing. It's crazy. I was like, Sonic Mania is like, and there's one more thing. I was like, what, really? Yeah. That wasn't your one more thing? The thing we've all been asking mm-hmm. for for 20 years? Yeah. And so we have this game. You can create your own OC in it. It's got old Sonic from Sonic Generations. This is made in the Hedgehog engine. So it is of the lineage of Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Colors, and Sonic Generations. Um, Wikipedia tells me that this game was developed after Lost Wor- immediately after Lost World. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't fucking believe it for a second. If they really? did, they re-scrapped it at some point. So again, I don't want to spoil my review. Well, Sonic Team is like, they, they developed also, one Sonic Sure, that's true. Yeah. That's true. 
But also, this game... It did, like, took them a while. You can tell that, like, oh, we need to, like, fix stuff. Because Sonic Lost World, but, like, I played that game. That's a game where, like, I understand where they're coming from, but, like, everything about it is just weird. Yeah. Not like, made in the same work. engine. It's they, a whole different thing that they decided to go yeah. do um, that didn't work it out. It went back to... Because Sonic Lost World had, like, a new, like, gameplay style. I should play Sonic Lost World. It's very interesting. Like, it's, like, like I play Sonic Forces because, like, I have to. Like, it's part of, I need to have the knowledge in my brain. Yeah. I should play Sonic Forces. I mean, Sonic Lost World. Yeah, you have a Wii U. I have a Wii U. And it's probably dirt cheap right yeah, now. Yeah, probably. Anyway. You also play it on Steam if you want. That's true. It is on Especially Steam. Especially because, like, the fucking dumb bad guys from that game, Zorak or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is, is in this fucking game. Yeah, you don't know their legend, which is, like, they're just bad guys. So, yeah, my thing about Sonic Lost World, uh, Sonic Forces graphically it doesn't look great it feels like it was made for switch in mind first and i don't think that's really? the levels are about three two to three minutes average every level every level i p- played a level that was a minute and 30 seconds halfway through the game it was a minute and 30 seconds the longest levels are at the end of the game because they're the final levels and they're like four minutes um it's but completely it's it completely disjointed completely disjointed there's just random levels just put on a map there's no like theme there's no like there's no overarching thing other than it's Sonic-esque. The writing isn't good, and I know they have good writers there because I think Sonic Colors is genuinely charming and it captures like Sonic yeah, very does. well. I think that's probably the best written Sonic game ever made. Um, there is, like I said, there, there's nothing. Inter- I think Sonic Unleashed is the best Hedgehog engine game, only because I think the level design in, that, in those games are so, they're so beautiful and it captures that sense of adventure and culture. I think at least. Well, because yeah, that game is all about exploring yes. the world, and, and like every level in that game was all about like this is what this continent's yeah. like world. The soft like. colors, the first time of seeing the Hedgehog engine and how fast the game could run. The Hedgehog engine. The Hedgehog engine. The music for that game is fantastic, and Sonic Colors has that color and that charm and mm. that humor with the writing. Uh, I think like all Hedgehog engine games. Again, this is a Hedgehog engine game, so guess what? You're gonna fall off a track and die and eat shit. You're gonna hit a wall and come to a complete stop. You're gonna run into an enemy and die and eat shit again. You're gonna have a good amount of rings and feel really good, and then you'll accidentally hit, like, graze something, yeah. and you'll lose it all, and you'll just. The tracks, because it's a Sonic game, they'll make you go fast. The tracks are just, you could just put the controller down. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes the ride breaks. Um, and again, I, and I try to keep those things in mind, especially when I'm reviewing it, because the, I know and that's the a, boost stuff. Like as fun as it is, breaks it. Yes, yeah, so it does sometimes. Yeah. Um, thankfully, like that's the one thing. Like it doesn't look great, but it does hit sixty solid. I am playing on a pro though, but there's no pro patch for it. It's just kind of. It just hits sixty. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the biggest disappointing thing for me about Sonic Forces. There's nothing in like I. This feels like a game I could have not have played and got nothing out of it. Yeah, I mean it's only forty bucks, so like. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Weird. I, it makes sense. Like seeing it, like yes, I well, see this like, the value they, title. I feel like they took like more time. Like they clearly scrapped whatever Lost World sequel was and like went back to the, the Hedgehog and what worked. Yeah, but like, I feel like they would have needed something that like, like brought people. And like I get that like that Persona Sonic OC thing is like what brings people in. 
and that's like the driving point of the game. Like I've seen gameplay yeah. in it, and you beat a level, and like it's super easy to get an S rank. Yeah, yeah, but it's unbelievably easy. Which like for me when I played Sonic Colors, uh, that's what I tried to do, and like I it was difficult because the, the levels. Are and just... then like and then like you get an S rank in this game, and you get like a bunch of clothing. It's like okay, John I mean, Lennon was fine before, but John, okay, yeah, John Lennon of Digital Foundry said this, but it feels like Sonic Maker levels. Like yeah. there's no design, like there's not a solid design. They're all fast levels that feel like the first level of an Asana game. Like, yeah. it's not challenging. Like, towards the end, there are a few levels like, okay, you're doing I stuff here. I heard the here. ending's like the you're, best You're part. doing stuff here. Like, the levels are intricate. It's not just like, listen, I like when Sonic, you just go left and it looks really cool and fast, but sometimes I do want a little bit more challenging thing. Mm-hmm. And this game has almost none of that, and you can always S-rank it, like, flat. Um, there's a lot. Also, like, uh, the OCs have the wisps from Sonic Colors. That's yeah. their, like, their weapon is the wisp. Is the wisp, yeah. Yeah. A lot of that isn't great. It kind of sucks. And also, you don't have, there's no reason to explore. There's not Yeah, a, I heard, like, the default weapon is, fine. Like, good enough to, like, it's good. You're the good. Game it's probably yeah. the best one. <laughs> I've heard that, too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, su- which, like, sucks, because, like, the, like the, the idea is, like, I feel like the idea of this game is, like, oh, people can play through this game multiple times with different OCs. No, Why different, like, you can get the there are different paths, but what's the point? Yeah, there's no real point, really. Um, are the levels that much? Like, do the levels expand so much if you're using a different weapon? I feel like that would be like the you idea could take it. like a shortcut, maybe to get faster. But because yeah. I, I was th- I was thinking of it, it would be like a as, ugh, I'm, I hate myself with like a so- like in Sonic Riders. Yes, not a great game. But every like hero had like a speed, fly, or power, mm-hmm. and you could play the tracks in different ways depending on what the thing was. Mm-hmm. I felt like this would be a similar thing. Like, oh, if I'm using this the electrical weapon, I can go down this path, which I wouldn't be able to do if I was using the fucking hammer weapon or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, it's, not just, here. it's just all the same. It's just like, oh, how do I want to kill things? Yep. Huh. Um, That's a shame. Yep. There's a lot asking, of vocal tracks in this game. Well, I mean, there's a lot of singing in this game, which because people like that. Yeah, they do. I there's a lot I, of it. I don't know if I for, for all the Avatar games, for all the Avatar levels, there's one. Um, the the mod, the old Sonic levels are fucking bad. They're bad. What happened to the composers at Sega? Like all the music in this game is not good. <laughs> It's Sega. Like I, Sega is one of the, has some of the best composers in the business. The music, like the aesthetics, the look, the sound, the essence, the aesthetics of this game are so blah. Why are we doing Chemical Plant Zone again? I fucking understand. Why are we doing Green Hill Zone? Why are again? we doing Green Hill Zone a fucking again? Like I love Green Hill Zone, but like why are we in the fucking Earth again? Oh my god! I understand it takes place in the Sonic world. Like it's supposed to be like Eggman has taken over the Sonic. But like it's world. a world. Like he should like ex- take over more things. Why does it look so ugly? Like you have the chemical plant zone, it's but you war. took off. You have to join the resistance. You took off all of the charmingness. Like it was in that was in generations. All of that is gone. Like it's what? war. Is war charming to you? Just warming all the colors and all the generations. Uh, and also, I know they replaced the voice actors a long time ago, and some of them I just I you just miss it still. Yeah, they're not. I don't. I don't know how I feel about a lot of them. Specifically, Shadow's voice actor isn't great. Uh, and Ra- and Rages, um, but. 
I'm angry or something. Also, like, they keep mentioning this thing of the resistance and the force and this great... You never fucking see any of that. It's just silver or knuckles on your phone. Oh, fuck, they're fucking surrounding us. We really need you to do this, rookie. You got it. And that's the worst. You really need to do this, rookie. Oh, it's so bad. And then that fucking Hoobastank song. Uh, I, I kind of like the Hoobastank song. Sonic's fucking dead. Don't you hear me? Uh, this green man with that, huge eyes. That's another thing. Right off the bat. You play that first level, right, at Green Hill Zone, and Sonic's like, Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog, blah, blah. And, then, and then Tails like, Sonic, we got some shit going on over here. It's like, and he goes well, by too bad. I'm goes, having fun. I already forgot his name. I'm going to have to look it up for the review. The main bad guy of this game. And then he's got like... Infinite. Infinite, yeah. yeah. And he's got fucking Chaos there. And he's got Zorbalon from fucking Lost World. He's got Shadow the Hedgehog. And... Yeah. And he fights them. And Sonic Metal just Sonic. fucking dies. Yeah. And it hard cuts to black, a black background, white text. And Sonic died. And Ro- Robotnik took over the world. And now there's only a resistance left. What? <laughs> what? 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 Okay. Because like it's your... Your character uh... saves the day. It's like... It's like the Mary. It's like the Mary Sue of video games. Like your character is the best. Everyone loves them, and they save the day. And they're best friends with Sonic. I'm watching a playthrough. Fist bump. I was watching a playthrough, and they did that today. Together we will be You and me, partner. Yeah. Sonic Forces is not a good game. It's not interesting, and that's the biggest thing. Like I just needed. I just needed something. Like just a like so I don't know what is it with me and Sega. Just like I like do it right. Nights in the Dreams. I don't like that game. I think it's bad, but I love the music and I like the colors and I like the aesthetic of it. I have there's nothing here. There's nothing, and that's so disappointing. Sonic and the Black Knight is a more is a better game because it's at least more interesting. <laughs> God, man, Ryan. You want me to talk about Pokemon now? Yeah, it's talking about Pokemon Ultra Sun and Pokemon Ultra Moon. Okay, cool. I was really upset at first because, like, why? Yeah. Like, like why is it 3DS? And also, they're, they... I don't know, man. I like the game a lot. I mean, Pokemon Sun and Moon were great. I love them a lot. They're great games, yeah. uh, The after game was not great. It was very... The after game of, of Sun and Moon was just like, okay, catch this guy, catch this guy. But in this game, and they spoiled all the after game stuff, which is fine. They always do that. You actually go into like different dimensions and capture things instead of just like one. That's grass. what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool. And there's like this. I haven't. I haven't gotten to the post game stuff, but there's something where uh, Giovanni's back with a new team, Rainbow Rocket, and he's like recruited villains from all the other games, and that's awesome and super fan servicey, which the Sun and Moon games have been especially fan servicey. But in like a better way than X and Y, which are terrible video games. Not even, not good at all. Just bad on every level. Why do people defend those games? They're terrible. George, they suck. <laughs> I can't even like, like properly articulate how much I hate those games. I remember how bummed you were when those games came out. Yeah, I was so bummed. Cause like it, the you were bummed going into Sun and Moon last year because you weren't sure. Yeah. yeah. I like the I like Ultra Sun and Moon. It's it's the Pokemon games have always had a history, especially like back a few years ago, where it was like okay, the game, then the remake comes out, and the next year, and that's just like the game, but there's some more stuff. And like I've always been fine with that because Pokemon's a game where like you buy this cartridge and you develop these attachments to these creatures and your team, and it's like I love these things. 
Because I, I don't want to delete the cartridge or the save to start a new game and try new Pokemon and try to do things a different way. Because, like, I like my team, you know? You, they're your little pet animals, and you can pet them in these new games. And, like, why would I want to delete my beautiful furry cat with the luchador mm-hmm. thing? I, I love the guy. He's adorable. So, like, I've always liked the option of, like, buying just another car- copy and, like, tr- starting over again. Which is why I was, I'm always a sucker to do that. Uh, so, like, I have no problem with it. It's Pokemon, but better. If you didn't play Sun and Moon, buy this one. Alright. Or wait till Pokemon comes out on the Switch. Which Whatever might that be is. a better idea. Because, my god, like, the, the totem stuff is so much fun. Because, like, it's these super powerful, like, huge fucking Pokemon with, like, these crazy auras. And they summon multiple Pokemon to fight you, too. But the game runs at a fucking snail's <laughs> 15 frames per second. Awful. And, like, the 3D, like... The 3DS looks like shit. The 3D is off for that game too, right? Yeah, there's no 3D except if you do the Pokemon Snap thing, mm. which wasn't fun before. Mm. It's not fun now. And also, like another change with this game is they the Rotom Pokedex thing. Like it gave your Pokedex a personality, and it's a Rotom, and that's adorable. It didn't really serve much of a purpose in the first game, but they like added more personality to him in this game, and they gave him more features. And it's so fucking annoying. Like, he fucking talks to you like, you forgot to save it a while, didn't you? Your Pokemon are weak. You better open up our bag and put some, heal them up some bit. And he's like, oh, boy, am I tired. Do you want to take some photos with your Pokemon? I don't want to. Because every time I click on you, it pauses everything. The point of you being on a separate screen is so, like, I can, like, dual action, like, walk around while I'm communicating with you. But no, I, t- I tap you and you freeze everything. That's stupid. Fuck, it's so annoying. It does sound bad. It is very bad. The 3DS has run its course. <laughs> is that you guys say about Pokemon, Ryan? Yeah, it's, I love Pokemon. Okay. It's the Mario of Pokemon. Wait. Anyways. Well, that's all the games we've played, or at least the ones we've been going to talk about. Let's talk about been... the games of December. Yeah, what, not a lot. Which, by the, why do games come out in December? Everyone's just catching up on yeah, everything else. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's also weird because it's, it's specifically weird. Like, oh, wow, that's a year. That's it. We're done. Yeah. Because, um, like, November's, like, the, and it's the been, month. And it's been one a fuck of a year. Uh, yeah, it has been. And also, by the way, it's weird. I don't know if it's, we've hit the stride of a generation now because it took such a long time. Because next year, if you look at the calendar, we're right back at it. We're fucking yeah. right back at it with Nino Kuni, with Dragon Ball, with fucking... Uh, the, the Dragon Ball game everyone's been watching. Yakuza 6 comes out as fuck. well. Um, but anyways... Uh, this is new game of December. Doom Virtual Fucking Reality, or Doom VFR. Is that what the F stands for? I think so. Oh, wow. I mean, it's BFG, a big fucking gun, so I assume it's well, Doom. Well, BFG for, also is just for big, big force giant, gun as well. Big friendly giant. Okay. So this could be Doom Very f- Fun VR. Rat. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Uh, Are you yeah. excited? You're you're a doom. You're a doom. Bro. I love that was doom. your game of the year last year. But the year. thing is, like, I don't understand what this is. They haven't really is explained it, what is it, it is. Is it the new Doom, but in VR, no. or is this like new maps in VR with the Doom feel? It's like a museum and like a shooting range and some other stuff. This is a full price thing. Thirty dollars. Okay. Okay. So it's not a big thing, yeah. but I'm interested still. Like I want to know how does Doom one of like one of the fastest first person shooters in recent memory play in VR? Is this coming on ch- PS4 and HTC Vive? Okay, so I imagine it will look like hot garbage on PSVR. Yeah, I haven't seen what the difference between Pro like 
side by side. What the difference between a pro VR and regular VR looks yeah. like? I can't. I think, like, whenever I play my PlayStation VR, <laughs> which is rarely, <laughs> uh, I think it's just the display in it that's it's just, not good. That's the thing that's right. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll I'm I gonna, only played I, Super Hypercube, and that thing was like abstract enough. Yeah, so. and that's like. A fucking job scene layer looks beautiful. Which, by the way, there's an update that I need to play. Yeah, I heard. Job scene layer. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, but yeah, I'm landing in my VR soon, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to find out that for me. Skyrim Anyways. probably looks like fucking. Well, I don't know. Skyrim already looked kind of bad, I guess. Oh, I've I've not heard good things about that. I heard like I've it's heard like... one good. I've heard it makes people incredibly sick. Yeah, it's unbelievably sick. Because. But it's like, also fascinating at the same time. It, it's it's definitely fascinating. Like if you could, if you told me in 2011 <laughs> that I would be in Skyrim, I would be like, "Oh man, that's cool." <laughs> but then, like, you look at Skyrim now, it's like that game looks like shit. But the game is great. It's you can play it so many different ways. It's a big world. I mean, but like, it's on, it's on Switch, it's on Switch now, which is, that's cool. I I have no. Like desire to play. I, I'm more interested in playing Doom on my Switch than fucking Skyrim. Mm. Uh, yeah. But like, I and yeah, I feel I've heard like, like a few good things about Skyrim VR. People really love. Some people. Really I like I it. read one review that's like this is the worst thing on VR, and I was like, I was almost like, ha! It's reading the next article. That it's certainly like against the rules we set as a society. We are going to build experiences from the ground up. For VR. Yeah, and then Todd, I was like, "What if we just what put just Skyrim put on there? What if we just put it in there and see what happens?" I don't know, which is what they're doing with a future release, which I'm having a little head to follow for VR. Yeah, and that's gonna be follow for in VR. But that's I mean, they promised gonna, that a while ago. But that's only gonna be on PC. I feel like that'd be the best. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that certainly has the best chances of running like at a high spec, right? Um, I mean, at least, like, I feel like when they were working on Fallout 4, I think halfway through, they were like, we could probably do this on VR. Also, I, I still only believe that they're doing VR just because of that lawsuit. I seriously only believe they're doing Fallout v- they're doing VR because of that lawsuit with Oculus. Yeah. I swear that's the only reason they're doing VR. And, and to that early conversation we had about Bethesda, I don't know how Bethesda's making money. Yeah. None of their games are hitting, and they just invested a shit ton of games in VR. Yeah. They had Prey... They had Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. Mm-hmm. They had The Evil Within 2. They had Wolfenstein. Two Skyrim releases. Uh, Doom. And Doom VR release. And yeah. Fallout. So they had released 10 products this year. Which is fucking bananas now that I yeah. think about it. Do you think they have anything next year? Like anything next year. Prey on Nintendo Switch. That's the next game I can see go to Nintendo Switch. Like oh, Prey. Put oh, Prey on it. Because it underperformed. So why not put Prey on there? I think Switch Arts would eat that up to be honest with you. Mm. I think they'd like that. Um, I wonder if I can run. It's a crying. Doom can run. Yeah, I know, but it's a crying. I don't know. We'll see. Because Prey had a weird, some weird stuff on consoles. Anyways, hmm. moving on. Xenoblade Chronicles Two is a big Switch release that is coming out December. December first. Do you think it is a good idea to release Xenoblade this year? Yeah. You think so? I mean, they, it's, I, they it's, have it, to. I guess. Do they? They have. They they made they made it. Very I know they made cl- the they made it very clear in January that they it, had to. But do you think it's a good idea? Do you yeah. think it fits in December? I mean, I know it's Xenoblade. It's not going to set the world on fire wherever you I play. Think, I think there's just enough gap between... That's if true. You're thinking for, gap. If you're thinking in That's terms true. of like a Nintendo fan... Mario came out in October. So like, I think the people had plenty of time, and I feel like this is a good like Christmas title. That's a good point. 
Because it's a huge RPG from a studio that has, like, been building up in, like, the Nintendo, like, recognition. Yeah. I think it looks fucking, like, garbage, but that's just me. It doesn't do anything for me. You got the big boobs lady who's very boring. Oh. Here's the thing. Hell yeah. Again, we're, we're probably getting into the near horny bit a little bit. But my problem is all you, man. My You're problem with it is that it's just so uninspired. Like it just looks so blah. Like nothing about the art style or the aesthetics of the characters do anything for me that inspires me. Like, okay, you know what? I'll give it to you. That's fine. It just it, looks... It's from what I understand from like what I've heard people who are like into the Xenoblade games, especially the Nintendo ones, is like once you get in, it, the stories hook you and the characters like turn from like. Like, two-dimensional, like, oh, on the cover, like, oh, that's what that character's like. To, like, okay, you have a lot more going on for you than I initially gave you credit for. I'm sorry, you're actually very fascinating, mm. I like you. And I feel like that's probably the case here. I feel like it's weirdly quick that this game came out. Yeah, I think a lot of people were like, you're not gonna fucking release this game at the end of the fucking year. It's and it's definitely, like... It's certainly less big as ambitious. It's less ambitious since as... they were also working on Breath of the Wild. Yes. And it's certainly less ambitious than X, so yeah. that helps, I guess, a little bit. Um, you think X might have been a side project? I think this might have been a side project while X mm. had most of the people. And then once once that was done, like, okay, we're splitting off. The main team was on X. Go to Breath of the Wild. The rest of the folks go on Xenoblade 2, which we started prototyping with X. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what happened. Because 2 was definitely, like, like the same end. Like, yeah. exact same engine, probably. Probably, yeah. Less same assets, probably. Um, but yeah, Dead Rising 4 comes to PS4 and Frank's big package. Remember Dead Rising 4? Not really. That game came and went last year, too. People were real excited. They're like, yeah, Frank's back, and then no one bought it. Yeah, no one bought it. <laughs> yeah. And that's on PS4. I don't think anyone's going to buy it again. Cool. You know what game is great as hell? <laughs> Okami. Okami is fantastic Okami. game. And now it's on PS- HD PS4. I Xbox assume it'll one. be in 4K. I assume. It better be. At this point. That'd be, like, the only, like, that's always the only thing that would, like, get me to, like, consider getting, like, a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X would be Okami in 4K. I mean, the fact that you have a 4K TV helps. Yeah, but it doesn't have HDR. That's true. Because I'm an idiot. I wasn't reading. Yeah, that wasn't a smart review. Whatever, man. Hey, man, HDR is pretty good. But we don't, I'm HDR, not going to be that guy. It has Chromecast built into it. Okay, that's fine. I can just connect it to my phone. Chase your bliss, man. Look, man. My, my even my HDTV was shit. Okami at sixty frames per second sounds great because I I don't like how Okami feels. Really, I really don't like I it. I love how it it's feels. also a platinum game. Like yeah, give me that sixty frames per second. That was that was when they were Clover Studios though. Yeah, that's when they were Clover Studios. Yeah, so like maybe they didn't have that mindset yet. Maybe I was also on PS2. It was also a very taxing game for the hardware, like artistically. Yeah, like, like, all you're doing. But then went to the Wii and it was the best game ever made. Okay, <laughs> like the best game ever made. So Okami's coming out December. Um, more love. I mean, it's just a port, so it doesn't, there's not really a. It needs more out. love. Do you think so? It, it, needs needs to be a, like it needs to be on the thing? Switch. That's true. I would. That would sell very well. I would well. kill a man if that game very came well on the Switch. Switch. I don't know why oh they're not. They're porting Resident Evil Revelations and not fucking putting yeah. this on there. I think it will done. Eventually? I, I think. Sp- I'm go- Let me predict spring. It'll come out in the spring. Maybe. Or summer. Or ever. I want ever. I would buy that so fast. <laughs> Nine in the Woods is getting an expansion. Well, not, it's getting a patch. It's uh, getting a patch, but also a physical release? 
I don't know about that. I don't know. It might. It got. It got. A, it's getting a new release. Yeah, pretty much, it's called Weird Autumn. And it's coming to Xbox and uh, Switch as well. But they haven't announced it. They just said like, and we also have announcements of that other platform that we can't announce because of legal reasons. But you know, you know, you know, oh, yeah. oh, you coming. know, oh, you know, you're reading this, you know. Yeah, uh, that's cool. So this will be. It's cool. I I thought they would work on this more. Me too, because the game is long as fuck as yeah. it is, and every everyone who's worked on that game said, well, specifically Scott Benson, who's like the story and art artist in that game, was like, oh, I'm fucking dying and going insane, man. You th- what do you think Weird Autumn is? You think it's just so like- they're adding on the short games they built uh, before Night in the Woods. So that's Longest Night, which is completely separate. It's about. I'm pretty sure it's about one of the constellations. Like, it's the story, like, you know, the constellations in yeah. that bit? It's the story of one of those guys in that constellation. Interesting. And it's really good. Like, okay. it, it, from what it seems. So it's that, um, and then some more main content stuff, and I think another side thing. You think um, maybe you'll get be able to, like, do a friend ending with An- Angus? I don't know. We'll That's see. something I could think of because, like, I I read some people were like upset that they could only choose between. So yeah, if you, it's coming on Xbox One, and if you already own a copy of Night in the Woods, you will get the patch automatically. And now the final game of December: of the Style World. Savvy Styling Star coming this Christmas as a pity release, pretty much. Yeah. And direct download. I mean, come on, man. Hey, Style Savvy's good. I know you made it clear. But like, I'm done. I'm out of energy. Style Savvy's great. It's really good. But like, that's on 3ds, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you to play it. Man, you know what else came out this year that I'm very upset about? What? Mario mm-hmm. Party, the top 100. Nah, I, I saw gameplay of that, and that broke my soul. Mm-hmm. That game looks terrible. Yeah, a Metroid game also came out this year. It's true. That's you don't crazy. care about Metroid 2D games, though. Not really. No. That's gonna be on some game of the year lists, probably. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Although well, maybe not because it's a it's a remake. Eh, let's see. We'll see. Well, with that, we finally got through a new episode of George Ryan Video Games. Congratulations. The, f- the fall 2017. We covered all of the important parts. Yeah. So I guess next episode will just be our year wrap-up episode. Yeah. Um, Fun. Certainly a lot of stuff to talk talk on. Um, I never played you, Need for Speed. I just realized that. You think maybe I'll have played Nier by then? I'm going to bet no. Okay, if we're going to have money, I'm going to say no. You might have started it. Okay. At that point, you I might have gotten to ending A or whatever. You might be to the end of ending A. Okay. That's what I'm going to put. I'm going to be very specific, but that's what I'm going to so, say. Okay, so by December, I hope to play Hat and Time, okay. Near, and mm-hmm. I want to finish Persona. Okay. That's my goal. Okay. Do you have any goals? My goal is to. Besides gra- finish the school year, because that's also. That's right. what I'm supposed to graduate. That's right. 100% my plan. Uh, get. Hopefully, start start Horizon Zero Dawn. I okay. have no plans to finish it. Start and finish Prey. I want to give Prey another shot. Okay. I think I said earlier in the podcast that it was I bounced off it completely, uh, and I heard it was like there was some weird controller stuff. And I now in hindsight, I can totally see that because it felt really hard to control. Um, and we, and I kind of wanted like it's now an underdog. It's now a game that's lost a time that didn't get its spotlight after mm-hmm. years and controversy and licensing and all this shit. Um, and when I think about it, like, it's this sci-fi game that's inspired by Bioshock and John Carpenter and The Thing and, like, It sounds Alien. good on paper. Like, yeah. on paper, it sounds very me, actually. And I was like, and at the time, I was like, I don't want this investment of, like, reading logs and all that stuff. But, you know, it's December. I can make the time. You have more time. I yeah. can make the time in trying to get myself in it. 
And I also want to play Yakuza 0, but I don't know if that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, same here. I don't know if that's going to happen because I'm making Prey such a priority. Um, yeah, but those are the games. Yeah. I never played Tacoma. <laughs> I just realized that. Oh, you never? Oh, that's, that, you could beat that in a day. Yeah, it's also on sale. I don't think that game did well financially. I don't think so. Yeah, because it's, like, very it's good. $11.99 now. It's very good, though. That's a bummer. Yeah. I don't know if I, I should don't... play I don't know if I need to play Cuphead. I don't think I need to play it. You don't it. need to play it. Yeah. It's good. And you don't... Yeah, I think I don't fine. know. Are you are you into two D sh- shooter? Two D shooters. I just don't know. They're not my thing, but like I, I appreciate it, and mm-hmm. I like knowing I have this to play with people. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway. let's see if we meet any of those goals by next time. I feel like our goals are pretty like. I think you simple. Graduate from college first of all. That's my main plan. I just want to graduate this semester because boy, like. In, like, early November, I lost a lot of motivation. I'm not going to lie. I'm just making through now. Look, man, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm 100% <laughs> there. Uh, I'm working on f- four papers right now, and none of, like, my interests are in any of them. Nice. nice. But we'll make through. We'll make it through we'll, somehow. Oh, yeah. I'll, we'll make it through. Just, yeah. Just be dead at the end of it. Probably the most important thing, and the thing I've been putting aside is that we do another podcast called movies are real oh damn and we have to do an actual top 10 list where we sit down and talk about this list and i have a backlog of things to watch you do i have my list I, i've been working on my list all year i haven't literally on any of my lists and i need to do that actually yeah. i i i need to make a better video game list because i forget stuff mm-hmm. i don't know just go through vg release list and you see what happens. that's true anyways i'm j cruz alvarez on twitter j cruz alvarez 26 on twitter Ryan. I am at Fryan Pans, F R Y A N, Pans, like a pan. Thank you for so much for joining us for this episode of, of George Ryan and Radio Games. I almost said movies are real. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we will be here next month in a timely fashion. I will have a lot more free time. Yeah. So time. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll, we'll be doing our next podcast. So until then, thank you so much for listening and have a good one. Bye.